Hello, happy Sunday. Today we got Rachel Kim on. She is in grad school at the University of Maryland for an accounting. She's currently living in Maryland, attending grad school on Zoom University, but hopefully this fall she'll be back in person. On today's episode, Rachel Kim and I discuss what it's like going from soccer and undergrad to grad school without soccer. We also talk about how coaching youth soccer has been really helpful to her transition. Thanks again for tuning in to What the Hell Do I Do Now? And without further ado, Rachel Kim. Rachel Kim speaking with us. She is in grad school right now. So really interested to hear how grad school is going and how different it is without soccer compared to undergrad. So thanks for coming on, Rachel. So you are in an accounting program at University of Maryland, right? Yeah, I am. Unfortunately, (laughs) I barely made it through accounting. So I have so much respect for you. 101, like the basic, basic accounting. (laughs) No, it's hard. I don't know how I made it through, to be honest, in undergrad with it as my major. I have no idea. How um, has it been in grad school without soccer? Definitely different. Very hard. I mean, I think just getting a master's in anything is difficult. Uh, that's the whole point. That's why it's more expensive, you know. And so it's not easy. And also being online, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I have like a undiagnosed ADHD. So it's hard for me to be in Zoom University too. But yeah, it's definitely different. Like, I don't think I really, I never really had a semester where I just had school, you know? And, and it's also different too, because I don't have any friends because different from my undergrad. And so like maybe my senior year spring, I, it was kind of the same way. I just had school, but no, no soccer. But I had friends that I could talk to. So now it's just like you're in your own little bubble. And usually sports kind of gives you a structured schedule, which helped me a lot, like stay on top of things. But yeah, not having that anymore and not as many resources either has made it really hard. But we, we hang in there. <laughs> we make it. And obviously too, you know, master's is a lot different than an undergrad program. I agree with you. I think that schedule and I mean, you don't really have an option when you have practice at 6am, you have class and then you have study hall. And then at some point you need to figure in treatment. You only have maybe three hours to do homework. So it's not, it's not a question. You kind of sit down, you get it done. Or I found the same in school, definitely Zoom University. I'll be on Amazon. And then I realize we're in the middle of class. (laughs) I feel like such an asshole. (laughs) Wow, how did I end up online shopping for the whole entire class? Exactly, I miss everything. Is your program online already or is it online just because of COVID right now? It's online because of COVID. Um, I had a couple classes actually last semester where the professors, there was like maybe three or four classes total where the professor actually went on campus and there was like a handful of students, but they're like, uh, it's not an effective use of my time to commute if there's only going to be three students in the class. Which so I think it's, it was supposed to be made to be in person, but because of COVID, everything changed. Makes yeah. sense. I know everything's weird right now. 
So obviously you're in grad school. What other significant life changes, if any, did you experience following your time at College of Charleston? Honestly, grad school was a lot for me because also kind of different because when you're an undergrad, they give you like, and especially when you're an athlete, because you have to schedule your classes based off of practice. So then you have to get your schedule figured out ahead of time. And then they kind of make you map out all the courses you're going to take looking for a year. Kind of once you're done and you sign up for your last bit of classes in the fall for senior year, it's like you're done. And then there's no real plan for anyone. And so it's just kind of like up to your interpretation. For those four years, I was so used to just knowing exactly what the next step was. And so then this was the first time when I was like, well, there's so many options and I'm just such an indecisive person in general. So I was like, like literally it's like, what do you want to eat for dinner? I, I don't, do not care. It's like, do you want pizza or Chinese? Like, I don't care. I don't really know. <laughs> so I could barely pick my dinner. So then it's like, all of a sudden I have to pick what I want to do next for my life. And so like, honestly, just picking grad school was like a huge life change for me. Cause I was like, I didn't even know if I wanted to do that in the first place. So I was applying kind of late because I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go straight into work and then go back to grad school. It's like that was a big thing that took a lot of my time and stress was just figuring out what I wanted to do next. But that's kind of like the negative, you know, is like very stressful and full of anxiety because you just are you're just never sure. It's a huge decision. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Just decision time-wise, commitment-wise, and then money-wise, too, because it's not cheap either. So mm-hmm. it was really, really a big thing for me. But other than just grad school, like, I, I started coaching, like, youth soccer at my old club, which is actually pretty fun. It's okay. What, like, uh, what age kids are you with? 12, 13, 14-year-olds. Nice. They're, like, middle school. I don't know. I always thought that like, little kids, like, working with little kids wasn't really for me. I think that they're cute, but, like, if I was – to take responsibility for them god these kids are so annoying like they never <laughs> listen obviously they're cute but like they're socially awkward because they haven't grown into their maturity and stuff so I was like oh yeah like if I were to ever coach on to coach high school kids but then when I showed up I like texted my old coach who's the director of coaching at my club and so he was able to help me get a job and just be at a floating assistant kind of between those three teams at first I was a little wary because I was like oh middle school kids I know how I was in middle school. I was a pain, I was a pain in the ass. Like, like me now, I would never, ever want to interact with myself if I was a middle schooler. That's how I am. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know how this is going to be. But they, they kind of grew on me a little bit. And I think I grew on them. So it's like nice now. The first couple months, I was like, Ooh, how do I explain to 12-year-old kids how to pass the ball? I was like, you just pass uh, the ball. I know. It's like, it's not that hard. Just play yeah. it. <laughs> don't pass it through someone exactly it's just send I don't know how what else to tell you <laughs> don't let them pass you I yeah, don't know yeah, no yeah. totally and I'm obviously too going from the college environment super competitive into coaching is different yeah. playing yeah. to coaching but then also going from a, an environment that's very I just competitive and then going into a more of a situation that's it's fun and competitive but when they're in middle school it's kind of like oh yeah it's it's not the same yeah because some of those kids realistically like if you're lucky you have the means to pay for it even if it's just for fun like I know that's not Mm -hmm. the case for a lot of people I mean if you're playing club soccer that means you're lucky enough to play and so it's either you're playing because you love it that's the way that's going to get you forward into college or whatever or you're you're just lucky enough to sign up just to have some friends and stuff do a tournament or two on the weekends it's like 
whatever. So it's hard to coach because it's like, like you said, in, in college, everyone's super competitive with the same goals, which mm-hmm. is not the same case when you're coaching club, I think in general. Yeah, I kind of found that too. Even just making friends is that in college, obviously we were really lucky with our team, super close with everyone. It made it easier because we all had the same goal. We all had the same values. We all lived the same lifestyle. And after, I found it really hard to make friends that had the same values as I did, which isn't a bad thing. And it's nice being surrounded by people with different values. But at the end of the day, like I'm going to live the same lifestyle that I was living when it comes to like my health and when it comes to my schedule and stuff. So have you found the same? Obviously COVID is happening right now. So it's kind of hard to be out and about making friends, but. I, I completely agree. It's COVID in general with Zoom University, you know, it is hard to make friends and then you're kind of thrown into group projects and stuff, but kind of like what you said, it's funny because when I just meet new people, I'm pretty shy. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to like kind of, open up I remember (laughs) I feel like you lived in our house what for like two weeks and then by the end of it we were like oh Rachel Kim (laughs) when when I was um a freshman literally it's just like head down keeps to myself occasionally talk every once in a while whatever you speak when you're spoken to (laughs) yeah exactly and then I feel like I'm just like that with new people in general yeah so I'm not really ever gonna unmute myself in class or during a group to say like hey guys how are you guys like this class and just like I I'm just not that type of person that makes it really hard to make friends I don't know it's kind of like what you said too you when you're an undergrad and on a team everyone kind of understands each other same goals and stuff when you're in grad school and stuff no one cares what you did in undergrad you're going in kind of like a freshman even playing field I don't really care what you did I can say like oh fun fact I played college soccer but they don't care no one cares for some reason I habitually say it. I'll be in a conversation with someone and I'm like, by the way, I played college soccer. And they're like, I didn't even ask you. And I'm like, I don't even know where that came from. I just said that. <laughs> the answer to number four. It's like, yeah. Oh, well, good at soccer. So, that, like, that bit was hard. I realized this too in my own thoughts. I've been thinking of for so long, soccer just kind of been my personality trait. And I feel like that's the way with a lot of college athletes in general. Whatever sport you dedicated your time to, and it's not like maybe you're lucky and you're just naturally good and you only had to dedicate a handful of years to it. But like I've been playing soccer since I was five. Now that that's done, it was like, well, really all I had going for me was just that I was <laughs> pretty good soccer player. That's how I feel. So, at least when you're an undergrad and you were making friends and stuff you're like oh like I know like they're an athlete it's like we both have the same schedule like we Mm -hmm. both are dedicating this half of our life to this one thing other people don't understand and it's like I guess not really good to act like this but you know it's kind of like it's not like we think that we're better than people but we just know that we're doing more than what other people might I mean we're working a full-time job and we're in school there was always something that we would miss out on which thank goodness because I I had such a great time but it definitely was like oh you guys spent the whole day drinking or you sleep until 10 which is super nice I've just never had that luxury you have pride in like what you are and what you're doing exactly it was so hard it wasn't easy so it's just kind of like we got to do that but now that that's done in grad school it's just like everyone else it's kind of weird yeah it's you're a normal person you're narp again and it's I don't know I know how I sometimes would look at narps and then I'm like oh I am one now so this is weird (laughs) 
on the point of playing your whole life, I was realized I was never new at anything until I moved to Colorado and I decided to try and take up snowboarding and it sucked (laughs) and it sucks being new at stuff. And so when you finished, did you pick up any new skills or did you try something for the first time that you never maybe had the opportunity to do while you were in soccer? Obviously, I wish that I could be more involved in things in general. COVID obviously made it really, really hard. Just coaching and I think also, I think it's funny because like I'm not playing soccer anymore, but I'm still involved around it, which honestly, like I think I needed just because I like soccer so much. So I'm not complaining that bit. It is just hard going from that team environment and that competitiveness and like that schedule and all that stuff to just being nothing. But coaching, I kind of had, I mean, still a student of the game, you know? Absolutely. So like, Always a student still, of the game. Yeah. So I'm still learning from the coaches I'm with now, how they communicate with players. Cause I realized that's just the biggest trouble for me is like I said, I'm like, just pass the ball. It's not that hard. When you're a coach, you have to literally instruct. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's something. I do wish that I, I'm picking up more hobbies, though. Maybe puzzling or something. <laughs> it's hard, too, because you're full-time. You went full-time undergrad. You went straight into grad school. Yeah, I did. So that's a different little transition, you know? It's like you're still very much in it, just minus a component of playing at the same time, you know? What is something that made your transition easier or that helped you work through this transition? Good question. I mean, I guess not to just keep going around my hobby, but coaching did kind of help just because it wasn't like I was completely cut off, which is what I think a lot of people are. You pick up the co-ed league or something, which is how you still stay with it. But being a coach with the club soccer, while some kids like might not really take it serious, there are some kids that actually do that are really competitive. And it's like, oh, I see myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. So like that has definitely helped the transition because like I said, if I had to get cut off completely I think it would have made the transition harder also I think just being full-time in school anyway you're so busy in a way you just are distracted so you don't think about it too much because I'm curious when I'm done with grad school and I'm like finally having to work that's all I do I'll be curious to see how I am then but for now like the just full-time grad school is just distracting enough and then still being involved with soccer competitively a little bit what do you think is something that could have made your transition easier yeah I mean things like this honestly having conversations with people because I feel like athletes in general you don't really play college sports unless you're competitive and I think the competitive nature comes out when people are like oh what are you doing now and everyone wants to be like the new thing like oh I'm working at a big four or something or oh yeah like I already have a job lined up but then I don't think people are honest enough to say like honestly I have no freaking clue what what's going on and I'm still trying to figure it out so what I'm trying to do is like be really honest too because I think it's okay I think knowing also just it's okay to be on your own timeline and there's no specific time frame that you have to fit obviously there's quote unquote standards of things but that doesn't necessarily fit everyone's career blueprint conversations I think is just needed more I realized that when I was feeling all these emotions on such an individual level, and then I finally started talking to people about it. And I'm like, oh, you felt that too. And it felt good to know that I wasn't the only one feeling it, but shitty that we all are feeling it, but no one talks about it. We're, as you were saying, competitive, always comparing ourselves against one another, because when you play, well, who's the next goalkeeper that's going to take my spot? 
I didn't play well this week. Well, someone needs to play. And if I didn't play well, then maybe someone else will. So it's always like the comparison game. And then if you're in that habit of comparing yourself, well, that's what happens when you're done is you're going to compare yourself to it. And it, if you're talking to an athlete just out of their sport, what would you tell them? That's a good question. Cause I'm trying to think what I wish someone would have said to me when that had happened to me. And I guess it's okay for you to feel sad because it took up such a big part of your life. I don't know if this is too harsh, but it's just kind of life goes on sort of thing. And college sports in general is a big thing that helps define who you are and can still be a part of your identity, but you're still left with so much more time where those four years can't really be the epitome of who you are. It can be a big part, but I don't think everything ends there. I think when you're a week out, I mean, I remember when I was a week done after my last game, it would have been nice to hear that because looking back, yeah, like life goes on because I'm in my life that's gone on. But when you're in it you're so it's so ingrained in who you are it's your dna people say like really play up the student athlete part when you're trying to get a job but i do think that it does actually legitimately help you because of the traits that you get like discipline time management communicate like all that stuff it's okay for it to be a big part of you it is part of you because you can't get rid of that stuff it's just like habitual now but i guess now how do you flip that to help you into the next step of your career. I guess that's another thing. It's what I said before. You don't necessarily have to be on the same schedule as everyone. And I think that's what stretches me out a lot because accounting is you graduate, you either have the credits or you go to grad school. You finish grad school, you get a job. You work two years and you get promoted. Then you work another, like, it's just so segmented where it's like, I felt like if I took a year or something or like if I took a break and I wasn't fitting everything in the year that I needed it to, I'd be behind naturally because as an athlete, you're just competitive. You want to stay with everyone. You want to like keep going up and moving and moving. I was talking to my friends over winter break and I was like, like, I don't know if I'll ever really get into long distance running. Cause like, it's just like not my thing. I just get tired and like, I just don't want to run. And then my friend was like, you know what's so crazy, Rachel? If you want to stop, you can stop. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and it was like, like, I had an epiphany. I was like, oh my God, you're right. You're just so in the habit of you run and then you like have to hit. You have to hit the line like within a time. Exactly. And then you can rest. Exactly. And I was like, oh my God. Then the next time I went for a run, I was like, walk for a little bit. But yeah, I was like, that was like, I don't know if you were like that at all, but I was like, you miss the competitive nature of that stuff, but it is kind of nice. You can still do the things that you did before, but it doesn't have to be like as intense because there's not a requirement to. So if you want to, you can. If you don't, you don't. That's a bright side of being done. And it's crazy to think the amount of physical activity we did. That's insane. It's not natural. It, it's not natural, <laughs> but we're convinced that it's normal because it's what everyone else is doing. <laughs> Um, I don't really think a normal average human should be able to run uh, 10 120s in 18 seconds with a jog back of 30. Shit, I couldn't even do that when we were playing. (laughs) I'm saying it like I could, like I I thought that was going to get past you, but it didn't. (laughs) I could never do that even when I was. No, it's crazy. It's like we're just so, it's not really brainwashed, but it's just like so normalized to think everyone should be that fit. If you're not that fit, you're not good. Yeah. It's just like, you know what you know, and that's all we knew. Exactly. And it's so nice sometimes. I'll go on a run and I see a pretty sunset. So I stop and I take a picture and I'll like kind of walk around. Then I'm like, oh, it's getting cold. So I'll just run home now. The thought of ever doing that 
Never, never. Oh my gosh. You were in pain by the end of the workout, then it didn't do anything. That's how we were before, but now it's like, oh, I just want to run to get a little sweat. And then yeah, I'm, I'm just going to move my body. We, that was a weird transition for me, for sure. So wrapping up here, is there anything you wish I would have asked you or that you thought I was going to ask you? Um, I mean, I'm just happy to talk to you in general, just because I, well, one, we haven't really talked in a while, but still, I feel like this is a good conversation to have because if you, I didn't do this with you, I don't think anyone would have asked these questions in general to me. Maybe it's not even just with college athletes, but people in general. Everyone wants to have the image that we have everything together. In reality, I don't think anyone really does, unless yeah. you're just a perfect human, but and it's fine if you do lucky you but there's so many of us that don't I wish someone was brutally honest with me like this before I mean I know I definitely don't have it together I have no groceries in my house I have a block of vegan cheese that I've been eating because I'm so fucking hungry but I have no groceries (laughs) so oh gosh I walk by and every time I cut a little slice off (laughs) Only for a little snack, yeah. The the Mykonos cashew cheese. This is not an ad. Yeah, I was gonna say, had I not been, if I'm not living at home right now with my with my parents, I'd be hungry all the time. I you know, I miss my parents. <laughs> I miss you know, the cooking. Oh, it's unreal. I was like, I don't know how I lived the past four years. It's like spaghetti three times a week. <laughs> you know, That's all I had last week. <laughs> Every day. I lived like that before knowing my mom could literally just cook for me. Sometimes I have like a spoonful of almond butter from the gym. There's like a jar of almond butter that I just, I'm like, I don't know who this is, but I'm going to take a bite. It's such a gen thing. I'm not even going to lie. So you just find almond butter and you're like, I'm starving. I absolutely cannot do I just, I look around, no one sees, and I just take a big old scoop. Oh, gosh. I think it's my boss too. I'm like, oh, sorry, Chris. <laughs> Last question. I know we kind of talked about this, but what would your walkout song be? For giggles, I was gonna say Bodak Yellow because that was obviously that was a good song. Our song. I was thinking about it because I was like, I didn't have to do a warm up after that because I would literally be in a full sweat. Three minute long song of us screaming at the top of our lungs, jumping the whole the thing. whole time, middle of summer. And there's 30 people in the locker room, which has no AC. <laughs> That's the funniest thing to me, too, is that I think other people learned the lyrics because we played it every single day. <laughs> and it was literally 30 people just sitting in their lockers watching us just jump around. It's a banger, though. It is quite a banger. No one questioned it. No one. Honestly, we got people got hyped for us. But people just, like, did. Quietly, like in the locker they're like okay only two minutes left of this <laughs> so close they hear, let them do their thing <laughs> they hear the intro they're like oh that, this is pull out my, phone. my senior year me and talia we got really into i always knew about dmx but like i didn't grow up with dmx because obviously inappropriate for a little child <laughs> and then, like his song honestly goes so hard. <laughs> That's a good up song. I don't know if it'd be a warm up song because half the song would be censored. I'm thinking like I'm walking on the field and like they're playing the song over the speaker. <laughs> half the song's just blank. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, just like in my head, earphones in, I would listen to that. I love it. Good luck with all your exams and stuff. And I appreciate you coming on and chatting about your experiences and all of that.
Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah, for doing course. this too. Couldn't do without you. Bye, Kim. Bye, Kim.